this is what we want to talk about real quickly this morning. The ship of life. Life is a stewardship. True Christian stewardship is the holding of your life and all related things in sacred trust for him who is the Lord of life. Now, you know and I know that the Bible says that we are not our own, that we are bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. Now folks, until we come to understand this concept of stewardship of our life, we are going to continue to try to run the show. We are only to manage it. You are only the manager of your life. You don't own it. And so then we realize if it is a stewardship and someone else owns it, then probably someone else that owns it had a plan. Did they not? They have a will. Your life belongs to God, and to find the will of God is the greatest discovery, and to know the will of God is the greatest knowledge, and to do the will of God is the greatest achievement. First of all, finding God's plan for our life. And so then there's the principles of the Word of God. There are three compelling factors that assist us in discovering the plan of God for our lives. Obviously, at the top of that list is the Word of God. And so then the principles of the Word of God are these. God's will in general, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 3. If you have your Bible, you might want to turn to that one because God's going to spell out for you in very clear terminology the will of God in general for your life. Can anybody, just off the top of your head, would you maybe be able to say what that would be? Anybody? What is the will of God for every believer, regardless of who you are or where you are, what is God's will for you? To be saved. To what? Now, if you've read The Purpose Driven Life, you would know the answer to this question. Although I will say that not everything in The Purpose Driven Life philosophy is viable. I don't buy into all of it, okay? It's a good book, and the concept is good. There is something driving a lot of Christianity today that is not God, and that is not the Holy Spirit. It is consumerism. And I'll show you consumerism at its peak. Consumerism in church life today and church growth says we must do those things which will attract people to our services and we must structure in such a way to keep them there. So therefore, we have all kinds of technical business things that we do to follow up on them and to make them happy and have this program and that program and we just do all this good stuff and we become what we call a seeker-friendly church. But now, folks, we are seeker-friendly. Mm, we are very friendly to every seeker. Amen. Are we not? We got to be. That's God's Word. They said, be good, be kind to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels unawares. So we, we welcome everyone, and we, we want them to know that we are friendly and that we love them. And so if they're seeking God... They're going to find him here. I am confident of that. In Ephesians chapter 1, please, let's look at this real quick. I want to show you the general will of God. Now, I want you to look at it. Look at verse number 6. Verse number 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Mm. 
That's good. Look at verse number 12. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Well, that's two times. Look at verse number 14. Talks about the Holy Spirit, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto, say it again, the praise of His glory. So then my life here on earth, the purpose, the general, the umbrella, the overriding principle that God has for my life here on earth is to do what? To glorify Him, to be a praise to Him. Now see, that, that changes everything.